You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Wow, we are back. Yes, we are. Oh, back. What is it? Three weeks away. Yeah, we had a couple weeks off. Yeah. A couple weeks off. That's okay, though. Every once in a while, it's good to take a breather, get away from things, kind of recoup, come get back it. nice and fresh. Or something. Or something. <laughs> take a shower. And we're back with a bang this week. What's that? I said we're back with a bang this Who week. Who are we banging? Oh, we're... <laughs> It's a, I'm at a bang for the audience. Oh, we're, we're banging the audience. Awesome. <laughs> wow. There you go, guys. Exclusive. <laughs> That's like a massive orgy. It would. Fun. It would be a massive orgy. <laughs> the, that, the Houston chick would be would be pretty down with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that's terrible. That, that poor lady, that very poor lady. Yeah, so yeah. it is episode ninety three of Real Crime. Hey, uh, tonight we're going to be discussing Robin Williams, which is this is something H has wanted to do for a while. Um, we are Scott Lambert list tonight. We are. The crybaby didn't want, didn't think he could handle a, a Robin Williams show. <laughs> He's down in Tennessee this week. Yeah, that's not an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> He's still a bitch. You should be on here remotely, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so yeah, we've got a good show lined up for you. Uh, first thing we want to do is get to our news items here. Also want to mention the Flint Institute of Arts. Hell Definitely yeah. check them out. Also projectorscreen.com. And Sellermans. And wonderful, wonderful Sellermans. That's yeah. so cool. That place is amazing. I still, I'm still Sellermans less. You're I like, still haven't the, gone yet. You're right over there. You're on that. I side. know. It's 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 literally a ten minute I mean, drive from yeah, my house, and I still haven't. You're not right made it. over there, but you're, you're there. I don't drink, so yeah. it's it it doesn't call for it very often. Well, you can go at least and just say hi and. Be like, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm one of the guys safe. from yeah. uh, Real Crime. It's, I think it's awesome you're sponsoring I'm so us glad and... you're our sponsor, guys. Yeah. It's, it's great to meet you. And I'm sure they have food and stuff. <laughs> Even if you just buy some waffle fries or whatever, you're still they don't supporting have food, them. Though. Damn it. See, no food. Damn it. It's just mead. The, just the fat, mead the no fat guy goes where the food is. I know, right? Yeah. So. Oh, man. It would be sweet if they did some like bad No, but I should totally food. just go in there and be like, Hey guys! Yeah. Hey. Just get a sprite. I'm Trevor. Why don't you get a Virgin <laughs> Shirley Temple? Those are my favorite. You'd, I, you'd get a mead if you want. I would there. probably. I would yeah. probably. You could at least try something. My my issue is is that I'd probably go there and get shit shit faced completely. <laughs> well, it's so and close like, to you. Oh, so very very close to you. It'd like, be easy great. to do. No, I need an Uber back. Yeah. Awesome. So and then an Uber back to my car. <laughs> <laughs> in news this week, it looks like production has started on the Todd Phillips Joker movie. He had teased a couple images on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting some eye rolls here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well how about that Alec Baldwin casting everyone? That wasn't real. I don't. <laughs> yes, think that it was. was. It was real. He took the part. He was actually cast as Thomas Wayne. I don't know. Read man. part of the script and was like, no. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you read the script first and then? Because a lot of times part. on those top secret projects, you don't get the choice. Oh. They come to you and go, we are going to pay you a lot of money to do this movie. Yeah, but then don't you think that if <clears throat> you sign on, there's like something in the contract They might have been says... asking him for something that he couldn't do. 
you know, they might have been asking him to go all like full physical, oh, like 19, sure. 1990s Alec Baldwin, not yeah, yeah. 2018 Alec Baldwin. You know? Who knows? Who knows? He's already off the project. So, yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny within 24 hours. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm on it. I'm off it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A little bit of news we reported on today. They are moving forward with Die Hard 6, which is going to be a prequel to Die Hard, which really makes no sense because in Die Hard, John McClane was really like an everyman, this cop off the beat, and now they're going to try to make some action prequel that basically he had something happen before the first Die Hard. I don't know about I know. that. It totally ruins it. it it's too much. Leave it, mystery it, it, to these characters. Either leave leave mystery to them or, I mean, you know what I would totally pay for is the brick version of Die Hard 6. <laughs> Have it be him being a detective in high school. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Or just like uh, his, <laughs> his job at the, uh, you know, at the police department before and his family. Like, I would watch a drama if it was... Yeah, die yeah, but they're drama. they're not. They're going to well, make it like there not. was a Die Hard before there was a Die Hard, and they're changing the name to McLean, like yeah. how we get the Predator or Predators. You know, they keep like come up with a cool name, right? Yeah, the, all, at least the Predator looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He's got that going for you. So Die Hard Six is on the way. Another little bit of news we reported <laughs> yesterday is that. Michael Jackson's Thriller 3D has been remastered for IMAX, and they're going to be re-releasing it in theaters with the new Eli Roth movie, which is a children's horror movie. What? The House with a Clock in Its Walls, which looks oh, really, really, really good. Eli Roth? I, yeah. 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 Holy crap. It's got Jack Black in it, too. And I know. Blanchett, right? And, and That's yes. A couple of us had a, had a conversation about Jack Black just last night. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. we actually like him. Yeah, that we, we do like that, him. I adore How him. How can you not like Jake Black? A lot of people... I think a lot of people don't... And this is something that Chris and I both agreed on, that he's too intense and it's that that oh, constantly okay. going thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it turns people off. It's kind of like when Robin Williams would get too manic. Yeah. You know, when, especially in the 80s and yeah, early yeah. 90s. And when stand-up when, was like that. When well, cocaine was a very strong part of his <laughs> career. In Jack Black, you know, he does act very, like you said, manic. And it is that constant progression of acting like that in everything. But that's just who he is. But he's getting better about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at Goosebumps, the, the, his, his, the Goosebumps he's oh in. Oh, my God, Jumanji. And Jumanji. <sighs> he's not manic. He's actually just acting. Yeah. And it's great. And that Jumanji, Welcome that to the Jumanji Jungle. That Jumanji was awesome. It was really so cool. Good. It was so fun. So much. I love it. Don't get me started on Karen Joel, no. Um, oh. <laughs> so moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Carl Urban came out and said that Star Trek Four is definitely happening, that all this stuff with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth is all just kind of show right now, that they're really trying to negotiate their fees for being in the movie, hmm. that it will happen. We just need to give it time. Okay. You know what I'm more interested in? Chris where's Hunter? Dread 2? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Or yeah. where's the Dread Netflix series that he was saying that he thought he would Well, I know they were talking about something and that he was in discussions for mm -hmm. play, bringing back that role. Yeah. Because Dread having, was really cool, he's too. He's having a lot of sex with Katie Sackhoff, though, so... Is I he? Mean, yeah, they've been dating for years now. Oh. Yeah. Good for him. So he's in love with the angel, Cylon, angels. 
Battlestar? We still don't know. I, see, what I, I still thing refuse was. to acknowledge that that Battlestar Galactica. Oh, so um, we'll we'll just skip that and say okay. that she was really good in Riddick. Yes. And then, <laughs> last but not least, Crazy Rich Asians topped the third weekend in a row I've been at the domestic so box office. I've so many good things about it. Everybody loves this movie. I still have not seen it. Yeah. Neither. I probably won't see it till it comes to home video on VHS. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's you know, when I can VHS. rent it from right. Blockbuster. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I broke. I broke Travis. You broke, you broke Travis. Here comes Travis. Hey Travis, what are you doing? Yeah, fuck you. I didn't mean to break, I didn't mean to break you. Sorry. That's funny. So, oh, in man. new releases this week, we've got the Conjuring prequel, The Nun, coming out. I'm going to be is seeing. Is that really the, what it is? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah. I saw some previews for it. Um, it looks okay. It's got Thaisa Formiga in it, though. Yeah. So she's really good. She is really good. So I'm hoping that at least she saves it. Can and, I go with you? Uh, Yeah, you can go. It's Wednesday night. It's 7. You want to go? Oh, shit. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Damn it, Travis. Well, it's, a, it's a definite maybe. Fuck you, Travis. Okay. Yeah. And then Travis uh, strikes again. And then Jennifer Garner <laughs> is uh, going back to her alias roots this oh, week with Peppermint. What? Yeah, she's got a movie coming out called Peppermint, Since where she's when? playing like like some crazy ass like assassin lady again, like a vengeance movie. Well, that's good. At least she's going back to to what she's good at. Yeah. So, acting isn't on the list. Yeah. <laughs> or that face. Oh. Oh, she's cute. Ish. Don't be mean. All right, I'm sorry. She's worth way more than my life. So she had cool. to be married to Ben Affleck for a while. What? I love Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck <laughs> had, had to be married to her. Be ben. Yeah. Come I'd probably marry now. Ben too. I would marry right? Ben. Right? Yeah. Well, he's Batman. I'm Batman. Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't <laughs> want to marry Batman? Anyways, <laughs> uh, suggested viewings for this week. You guys oh, got yeah. any? Uh. I know I've got one. Okay, go ahead. Mine is the new Jack Ryan series on oh, Amazon. Is it good? Yeah, I only watched like the first episode and a half, but it's actually really, really good. I oh, really like good. him. Yeah, yeah I, I like John. Krasinski. I like him a lot too. It's kind of cool seeing these characters pop up from the movies. Yeah, you know, like yeah. what the character Morgan Freeman played, um, and uh, James, Earl Jones. James Earl Jones played. Yeah, it, yeah it's really good. You okay, know, cool. it, it does kind of stray into that territory. Me and you have talked about with like 24, like, ooh, the terrorists, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the terrorist it, of the month club. It's done really well. The action scenes are great. I think they definitely have a hit on their hands with that one. Good. Oh, cool. So, Good. Yeah, we need more of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, H. Oh. Shoot it. God. All right, so. I don't really have one because I've just been trying to catch up with Supernatural. Oh, I love So is that your suggested oh, you viewing then? Uh, no, Super, because why Supernatural, Supernatural has... Great. Well, because there's 14 seasons and only 13 on Netflix, and each episode is 40 minutes long, so... Yeah? I mean, that hey, sure. That sounds like a sure. long weekend. Oh. Yeah. Or six. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Supernatural from the beginning since last year, and I have not caught up yet. But oh. I'm, al I'm almost there. Oh. I'm in like three quarters of a season, like one quarter of a season away from being caught up. Oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost done with season 12. So, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Supernatural. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going super old school. So this last week, um, 
Paramount released full, beautiful remasters of all the original, or not Paramount, Universal, of all the original Universal monster movies. Ooh. And, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. They have a box set out that they just put out that is all 30 of their horror movies that came out between 1931 and 1956. And spectacular. Oh, it looks like they're, I know what you're re- doing for 31 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I, I've, so far, I've only watched about six of them. And um, let me tell you, the remaster that they did on Dracula Ooh. is stunning. Mm. Absolutely amazing. They cleaned it up perfectly. They, they even fi- fixed anybody who's seen Bela Lugosi's Dracula in the last 20 years before this remaster will remember that the pop and hiss in, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and music score uh-huh. jumps, yep. especially in the opening of of the movie while the credits are the, going. I was going to say, the, the credits are... The, 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 the music's playing and it totally skips a little bit and then yeah. keeps going. They actually went through and found the original music for it Wow. And re-looped it and, re- and reinserted it into the opening credits so it sounds perfect again. Um, there is not a pop or hiss on the entire thing. There is no hairs. There's no dust spots. Nothing. They even corrected all of the, the fading that's happened over the last 70 years. So you actually get the nice rich blacks. Wow. And gray, like the, the tone is just stunning is this on blu-ray it is, is. Yeah, it is box set oh, yep wow yep. and all for the low price of 134 dollars on amazon that is actually quite incredible right it's four dollars and fifty cents a movie that's not bad at all <laughs> for 30 movies yeah wow yeah dear thank you jim monsters <laughs> i have an awesome wife that bought it for me for my birthday that's cool oh yes happy belated by the ah, way thank you fuck your birthday <laughs> fuck my birthday Travis doesn't get That's a birthday. That's what my birthday said to me, funny enough. <laughs> oh. oh. We got to buy Travis a birthday present. Oh. oh. <laughs> and the hits keep coming. Hey. Oh. oh. Guys, I'm Trevor. I'm on the Real, Bro- Real Crime <laughs> Prop podcast. Can I have a mead? <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Robin Williams tonight. And I know there's just, like we said earlier, there's way, way too yeah. many movies, too many things to hit on. So I think we're going to hit some of the highlights. But I think the most important thing that we can discuss about Robin Williams right off the bat is, you know, his importance to the industry. Yeah, for right? sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, he was one of the first actors of our kind of generation i mean i know he was older than us but when we were growing up yeah he was one of those first ones that was like a totally insane comedian i mean you watch this guy's live comedy or you watch him on any talk shows he was mm-hmm. on fire yeah constantly he was a spitball of energy yeah but he was one of those first guys that we all knew of that kind of transcended the stand-up and the comedy he easily took his talent for comedy and turned it into drama i was gonna say i think he took the the comedy knack of of observation and how people behave and why people do what they do and turned that into the ability to do anything (laughs) 
I would say mimic any human emotion. Oh, right. Where it was just. Well, emotion and also he could mimic other people. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Another person, and not to take away from him or anything, but another person I think that doesn't get enough credit is uh, Dana Carvey. I think Dana Carvey is an incredible comedian, writer, whatever. Agree, but agree. He he his talk show should have been the best talk show ever made, and it was torpedoed. Yeah. Oh was. yeah, torpedoed because it's different. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But on the same plane of being able to, the the observer <clears throat> and the reactor, you know. Yeah, like, that's and they exactly both they both they had were. that shyness that was obvious to anybody that watched. That while he's being manic and while he's doing his characters and jumping on furniture and burnt setting <laughs> things on fire, yeah. you can see it in his eyes that he's afraid of people of letting anybody in. Oh, that and it always just... felt like a shield. Like my entire there, life, yeah. There was I a force field up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That and just you know he was always. I don't think he ever really, really cared what people said, but I think he just really wanted people to like him. Yeah, you know, yeah. as is anybody. I mean, that's about as appreciation as is, as you know. Yeah, yeah. It's an important thing. I'm not gonna lie. Everybody loves to be appreciated, but yeah. Robin Williams was was just on a whole other level. Oh yeah, he well, was he, enlightened in the sense that enlightenment it can exist. You know, in the absolute upper echelon of the most talented comedian people. slash actors of all time. Oh I yeah, say for people. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sing. He could dance. He yeah. Could, do it all man except for shave his chest that was the only thing he wasn't capable of. one of my favorite things in his stand-up uh was i it would this had to have been in the mid 90s because i was young but it was before i knew about anything that people did together the birds and the bees really right right Uh, he he, Robin working blue. Uh huh. Yeah. I, it was a, It was on HBO. I think so. Yeah, of course, yeah. it was you know uncensored and all that. But yeah. he used his disgustingly hairy arm to pretend he was eating out his wife and how it was and like just it was like almost uh, a half an hour of that. It yeah. was hilarious. And yeah. that was before I even really understood before you understood what he was what he mimicking. was doing. And well, and I was like, Mom. He was one of those individuals that could find that point of attack. And nail it home for an hour. Yeah. You know, pick apart one subject, one topic, and just pick it apart. <laughs> it was really go. funny. Yeah. I haven't and been able to find it And it would be funny the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, how terrifying it was, was he Not watch. only was it just funny, but it just continually got funnier and funnier yeah. and funnier until he was like, okay, next joke. Yeah. Next and then you segment. move on. On, and it always felt like he, it, like he wasn't actually moving on to another joke. It felt like it was a tangent. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that reminds me. Yeah, because he was a thing. master at that of oh. going on tangents, too. Oh. One thing right to the next. And yeah. wouldn't he didn't miss a beat Ever. doing that. Ever. Ever. I, I, I have seen, I think, all of his stand-up specials. And all of them were like that. And I, I, I hate saying this more so when he was... Under the influence. Mm. When well, he was under the influence, it was just like, oh, my God, he's a tornado. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it was living disaster happening on stage, and it was what magnificent. Were, what were the charity disaster. shows that he did with Whoopi? Comedy Relief. Comedy mm. Relief. I used to watch those on HBO, oh. and I remember sitting there watching those, and Whoopi and Billy Crystal looking at him like, 
Like, dude, we don't we do don't need to be show? here. Yeah, we yeah. don't need to be here. You just do yeah. your thing. Yeah, and they you know? they were both in awe of him, but then you could see him watching Billy work. Yeah, and you could see the awe on Robin Williams' face yeah. as Billy worked, because they were such different kinds of comedians, and both of them were are, are well, Billy still is. Yes, brilliant, just utterly brilliant. Yeah. So I remember being a kid and, you know, we watched Happy Days. Oh, oh yeah. We watched it as a family. Uh-huh. And I remember when, you know, it was kind of nearing the end of Happy Days. So that's this was, you know, I know Fonzie did jump the shark, but this kind of was a jump the shark. It was for, their second attempt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember when they introduced Mork and everybody's like, what the hell? Like an alien on this show about everyday America during mm-hmm. the 60s. Yeah. And that was kind of his introduction to the world. The world <laughs> and acting. And it's still brilliant. And obviously, oh. they created Mork and Mindy. Have you gone back that. and watched Mork and Mindy? I have not in a very long time. I rewatched it probably the first two and a half seasons in like a two-day period like a year ago you just couldn't stop i couldn't i could not stop and between him and jonathan winters on that oh show, my god dude it is the most frantic thing i've ever watched <laughs> in my life yeah yeah and it holds up like every everything that he references in the entire show is dated it is no longer a thing right but it still works oh, that's awesome because he was that smart yeah oh, it, it's this timeless humor i learned and that him he actually, sitting upside uh, down for half an episode oh right yeah that's the most iconic one i think <laughs> yeah i learned that he actually directed an episode of more committee i didn't see which yeah. one exactly but he did direct and an episode that's the episode that almost got the show canceled oh <gasps> really yeah wow because he kind of just went have fun <laughs> 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 and him i guess him and jonathan winters would get stuck in riffs they would riff off each other so much yeah. they couldn't just, they that just they couldn't, couldn't cut the camera. That's so funny. And they couldn't get them to stop. That's go- That's so great. And I guess they had a routine that they got into during one episode where they both decided that they were going to be Civil War generals. <laughs> and it went on for like 45 minutes on set. Yeah. Oh, Everybody was kissing themselves. Yeah. yeah. And Jonathan Winters talk, still talks about it, Aww. or still talked about it until he passed. But That's awesome. Yeah, that, that was the most fun he'd ever had with another actor. But they wow. were like, those two guys were like pals. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, like, like they worshipped each other. Yeah. You yeah. know, Robin Williams looked up to him as a comedian. Jonathan Winters looked up though, to Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were both insane in Literally the exact and same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Winters was that same mentality of comedian where mm-hmm. you get him started it's not stopping yeah yeah it's you a hear train horror stories about jonathan winters on the set of uh the shadow that alec baldwin just he drove alec baldwin nuts what? <laughs> because because 
Oh, Alex is there to I work. I get it. Yeah, of course. And yeah. Jonathan is there to be Jonathan Winters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I love that movie. Um, so there, from there, I guess the, the next logical step to go is Popeye. Popeye. Oh, it's yeah. been a very long time since I've oh, seen Popeye. That is still one of my it's, favorite 80s movies. It is so good. Yeah. Who, who plays uh, Blue? Bluto is uh, Bluto, there we go. Um, uh, Paul Smith, who um, got really famous for everybody uh, by being um, Harkonnen. He was the big right. Harkonnen, the big Harkonnen dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was Bluto. Um, Paul Dooley was wimpy. Yeah. And obviously Shelley Duvall, who's been missing forever from Hollywood. She oh, was olive oil. She's not missing anymore. Did she pass away? Oh no, no. No, she's, she's just she's not gone. well. Oh, she's wacko. She, she went to Morkland. She, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's she's visiting Mork. That, okay, that's right. I heard that. In Poor a trailer park it. in Arizona. How dare they? Who, <laughs> who the... Who, excuse me. Who the fuck? Who is her publicist? Fire that bitch. Because they put her on camera knowing full well gone. that she was not healthy. Yeah. yeah. And to let people and, see her and, that way. And what bugged me is that she was just blaming every director she ever worked with for her insanity. Well, and she probably doesn't have a publicist anymore, though. That's partly why that probably happened. Yeah. I don't you know, know. Yeah. she took herself out of the business. Yep. So once you're outside of the business and you the, start going, you can't get back in. Yeah, you're kind of yeah. out. She's got family. Yeah, yeah but you'd, still, you'd think. Uh uh-uh, uh, that poor lady. Yeah, no, I feel so bad for her. But yeah, I remember I remember seeing Popeye when it came out in the theater. Oh yeah. And it was like it was a great representation. It was magical. Yeah. Great representation oh. of the cartoon. Like, oh yeah. perfect. Did perfect. you know the set for that is still standing? I heard that. And Aww. is actually on an island, I think in Greece. Yeah. And, and it, yep. the people that lived on the island have moved into the set. And now live there. What? They like maintain it. They maintain it. It still looks exactly like it did in the movie. Can I have that job? Yeah. No, I don't think so because I think the people actually live in the houses. Yeah, I know. Can I have that job? I'll live there. What job? Living in the house? Living in a house and maintaining (laughs) the set. (laughs) I don't care. I'll live there for free. I'll pay my my rent or whatever. (laughs) You can have some spinach. Yeah. I love spinach. Spinach is better for you than kale. I it. I like spinach on certain things. I like spinach on all things. I but like yeah, raw spinach. Popeye is definitely one of those like iconic '80s mm-hmm. movies that people don't even really talk about that much anymore. No, they don't. But when that Who came out, that that was I thought that was the guy that did Mash, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Robert Altman, dude. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's what that's I thought. Funny. That's crazy. That's yeah. really funny. That's totally crazy. <laughs> but yeah, everybody forgets that that's what like. An Altman movie. It's Robin's like big screen debut. Yep. You know, I mean, that movie is so many firsts, and it's the first time that they really took a cartoon seriously on mm-hmm. on screen, and did it well. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Oh. It did. What's the word for that? Um, I homage. wimpy. Wimpy in that movie is like spot on. Spot on. Exactly Adaptation. like the cartoon. Exactly um, like the cartoon. Yeah, and and I loved that they had Butterbean. In the movie, playing Butterbean. Right. Yep, that's right. Like they didn't even change his name. They're like, "Here's Butterbean, the world's largest boxer." Yep. <laughs> he was massive too. Oh yeah. So after that, I mean, this is definitely part of the highlight reel. Yeah. Eighty-two, 
The World According to Garp. Oh, uh, I've not, there's a lot of movies of his that I have not seen. So that's the movie that told us he could act. This is the movie where he he went from. This is dark humor. It's not straight humor, and it's very very dramatic. Um, sweet. You know, he is I so sweet in that movie. What's funny about this movie is actually um, when I watched Forrest Gump and when I watched The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. both those movies are highly Influence. influenced by The World According to Garp, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Very fantastical family mm-hmm. story. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's really sad, too. Yeah, it's well, really I mean, sad. I th- honestly, that's unfortunate because now that... Like looking back, get, gearing up for this, looking back on it, there's so many signs of what was going on with Robin Williams that that we all missed. That we all missed. And I don't even know how many of us missed him. Like I knew he was depressed. Like you could see it, but at the to same the, time, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know? I think you know, and we can all speak for this. I mean, look at like all the people we know that are highly talented that have yeah struggles with mental illness right how many of us in this room struggle with mental illness Mm -hmm. i think it you know it's really (laughs) you know it i think it all kind of revolves around itself oh absolutely you know and throwing yourself into these characters in these roles and these stories it kind of takes you out of whatever depression or other illnesses you're struggling you have to have somebody else's problems for a while Yeah. yeah It's like a it yeah it's it's like almost having DID except for yeah. not actually yeah. having it. <laughs> yeah, it is totally disassociative identity disorder. I got that right on the first try. Oh, listen yes. to you. Yeah. Yes. Take a back seat, Travis. But I mean, that's the, right, Travis. The, get out of here. Trevor's <laughs> taking over. The cast in Garp: Robin Williams, Glenn Close, John Lithgow, Hume <gasps> Cronin, Jessica Tandy, Swoozy Kurtz. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's literally Oscar winner, Oscar winner, Oscar yeah. winner, Oscar winner, Oscar wow. winner, Oscar winner. Like every one of them. There's quite a bit of movies from the early early Rob Williams days that I just never got around to seeing. They're, you know, the, it's funny. They're kind of the forgotten movies. Yeah. Well, strangely, was, like yeah, I yeah. was thinking that because because after World According to Garp, he started doing blockbusters. Yeah. He started doing movies that were big. Yeah. And World According to Garp did well. It was Popeye did well. Yeah. But neither one of them was a blockbuster. Right. Right. Not like yeah. Hook or Dead Poet Society and, you know. Well, I think Garp was really like the wake-up call for everybody. They were like, oh, yeah, he can do comedy. Oh, shit. <laughs> he <laughs> can this? Yeah. yeah. But okay. then nobody cast him in anything serious. Mm. Right, right. Like he kept, well, I guess he kind of got, he got, was kind of serious. He was never over-the-top comedy except for in like Jack. But for the most yeah, part. Was, yeah. But for the most part, he was. It was, yeah, I would say it was like a it fine line between drama part. and yeah. comedy thrown in. I mean, if you really think about it. The best it, of times. I mean, Really? Yeah. I mean, Dead Pose Society, there's a lot of comedy in that, but it's it's so, like, that movie is, like, eerily, you know, that's like a drama. That's a serious drama. Oh, but, yeah. and then you have Mrs. Doubtfire, which is mm-hmm. is hilarious, but when you get down to the actual, the, yeah, the the root of the movie it's about a family and it tells you know it's about divorce and it's it's sad oh yeah it's still a drama Mm -hmm. even hook hook is a sad movie too hook is and let's not i mean we'll get there but he did do the survivors which was a really good really good and funny i've never actually seen (laughs) awakenings either 
which I no. heard is a very, very good movie. Wasn't he in, was he in Joe versus Volcano? I thought he was a side character. Or was that John Candy I'm thinking of? I think that was John Candy. All right. I'm pretty sure. I didn't see that on the list. Okay. Well, so he did The Survivors, and then there was Moscow on the Hudson, which he played a Russian, <laughs> which he nailed. Right, of course. Yeah. That's so funny. It's been a very long time, Vladimir Ivanov. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm gonna have yeah. to. I'm gonna have to really that dig movie, into it, these. It's funny going back and watching that. Like I saw that like three years ago, three or four years ago again, and it brought back Cold War fever. Oh, geez. Watching it, like I remember the fear, the fear oh, of yeah. the other, the fear. Well, of, weren't you of in the, the Navy com- around then too? No. You in the Navy How after that? How old do no, no, you no. think I am? I mean, like the Cold War went on forever. I mean, no, the Cold War was over ten years before I oh, before okay. I even enlisted. Yeah, the Cold War was <laughs> over around eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I enlisted in ninety seven. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know shit. You could have just did this. That you could have did that shit like right out of school. I don't fucking know. You know? He did it in kindergarten. Grade. Yeah. <laughs> seventh grade is like mom, dad. I'm enlisting. <laughs> I'm a man now. I have to do my duty to my country. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. bone spurs. Big Jim. Oh, oh. oh. Big Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was a bunch of stuff in there. Like we said, Moscow on the Hudson. Yeah. Then there was Club Paradise, which. That's what I was thinking of, not Joe versus Volcano. Yeah. And that one kind of flopped. That one didn't kind of flop, dude. We have to be honest, that one that bombed wasn't. hard. It wasn't very funny. That was the issue. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I, I don't even remember seeing this now. I do. It was on HBO in the 80s. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because everything on HBO was on all the time. For at least a month. Unless it was Star Wars and it actually lasted 13 months. Yeah. <laughs> of four times a day. And Flash Gordon. <laughs> and Flash Gordon. <laughs> Um, oh, what do we got after? What do we got after? Uh... So there was um, a couple. There was Seize the Day, which I think that was like a really low budget, like indie thing that he it did. Must have been because um, I, I don't even know if I've ever heard of it. But eighty seven was probably one of his biggest hits. Good morning, Vietnam. Good oh right, yeah. I've never. I actually was telling him that. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, I never saw that. <laughs> Which is dumb because it's on Netflix, and I've always wanted. Is it to on see Netflix? It. Yeah, oh it's God. on Netflix or Hulu. I would argue that this is probably. I mean, he's had a lot of great, great movies, but Good Morning Vietnam that was really like the awakening. Yeah, that was like the oh shit, now he's huge. Yeah, okay, you yeah. know, because yeah. everybody saw. Good Morning Vietnam. It was R-rated. There was a lot of profanity in it. And but it didn't matter. Our parents it, let us see it yep, anyway. My parents took me to see it. Yep. 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 And oh, the humor in that movie. Oh, yeah. And the tenderness. And the, the political shit that was going on in it, too. Yeah. You know? But there's that the scene where, where the young kid turned out was... Um, no spoilers. Uh, Viet Cong. Oh, oh. yeah. 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 That scene, oh, that's one of those ones where you're watching and it just rips your guts out, mm. rips them out. Like, there's several scenes in that movie that rip your guts out. The rest of it makes you laugh. Yeah, okay, good. But, oh, directed by Barry Levinson, that's right. Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker in one of his earliest roles. Yep. Robert Wool. 
Robert Wolf. just Wolf. disappeared off the face of the planet. He's producing, I think, now. Is he? Bruno yeah. Kirby was in this. Oh, God. God rest your soul. Is God. he dead? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he passed. I thought he passed away a while ago. Yeah, he died in 2006. No shit. Yep. That, that's why we never got City yeah. Slickers straight. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but it's hot. It's damn hot. No, I remember. Do some crotch pot cooking. I remember seeing this in the movies with my parents because my dad was in Vietnam. Okay. And, you know, he was a big Robin Williams fan, too. But my dad, you know, like this is like a good like historical thing mm-hmm. for you to see. Yeah. You know, and we really enjoyed watching this movie together. My dad still loves this movie, too. But, um, yeah, this is just, you know, again, it tons also of humor. changed the music lexicon of America for about eight years. That's true, too. You know, I mean, that's the movie where all of a sudden um, Wonderful World is now the song that's guaranteed to make everybody in every audience cry or at least tear up. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what I mean? It's like, course, like, yeah. like um, Martha and the Vandellas all of a sudden were popular yep. again. Like he brought back great early 60s rock mm. and all in one movie. It was just well, incredible. Well, had some great music, so. Did you yeah. see this? You haven't not seen no, this one No, I have one not yet? seen no. it. It's been, it's like the, one of the number one Ron Williams movies that uh, I have been killing, kicking myself for not seeing. I would actually say it's my second yeah. Second favorite Robin Williams movie. Mm, all right. Like, yeah, you need to see this movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then there was more bullshit, you know, little <laughs> teeny tiny roles, uncredited roles, narration, stuff like that. Yeah. But 89 was kind of when things really peaked again with Dead Poet Society. Oh, God. Man, I remember watching this movie in high school, and I was like, may I be excused? Like, I could not get over that movie, and I I think after I first saw it in school, I was actually kind of upset that they made us watch that because it was so heavy, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't think people are ready to see this at No, suicide and, and, yeah. and, and oh, all the God. subject matter that they touched in that was oh, just... Oh, but it's such a... Man, it's such heavy. a beautiful movie, and just the... Those... I mean, that cast is incredible. I yeah. mean, the acting, the Ethan writing Hawks in that movie in that, is... Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, what is Ethan his name? Uh, Ruth- Rutherford or whatever. Uh, damn it, I can't even think of his name now. I know who you're talking about. R- he's the one that had the the they had the woman alter ego. Yeah. Gosh, I cannot remember. His I name. can't remember right now. Either. I'm such. I yeah. Way to prepare, but um. Yeah, we're all then, on top uh, of it this and week, And then guys. the the lead character. Jesus, I can't even. Remember. I'm I'm. Well, the character's name was Neil Perry. Yes. Him and just you know, just the whole and unfortunately. Oh yeah, Robert Sean Leonard was. was oh yeah, was yep. Neil. The well, that character. It's so sad because, um, you know, it just shows you how hard stuff it. You know how hard that kind of stuff is for kids. Like these parents, these wealthy ass people are shoving their kids into shit, and it's like they're kids. They're not able to respond properly, and then you have. There's always one teacher, you know, yep. one teacher. You have one teacher in your entire life of school that that shapes changes, you. yeah, that totally changes your life and helps you see what it really is like. And yeah. man, this movie is. Yeah, thank you, if, Mr. Pudlowski. Yeah, man, I think it, that you know this is another one of those movies. You know, it definitely captures the era 
that it took place in. Yeah. And it really kind of shows you how bad and mean-spirited adults and parents mm-hmm. can be. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know. Kurtwood Smith in that movie yeah, has yeah. the dad. Yep. Oh. Um, Red Foreman. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, as the dad in... in I'll kick him in the ass. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that, they well, do that movie. Every time I watch it, I can't... I cry. I can't I can't handle it. I think everybody does. It's it's not oh, even just I, the suicide. I refuse to watch just, that movie with people. Yeah, I, that's like... That's, <laughs> there's a few movies that's that I That's one of those do. movies where I want privacy while I watch it because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to see anybody, anybody to see the ugly cry. And mm-hmm. as sad as it is, and it's... But it's sad as it is and how good it is, it's like a reflection period when you watch that movie. Mm-hmm. It's really... It really helps you look inward and... That's a testament to Robin Williams, his character, that you are sitting mm-hmm. in that classroom with them mm-hmm. and you're listening to the in- words of encouragement and just sticking <clears throat> up for yourself and just, you know, it, like I said, he's enlightenment. He is what enlightenment is. You and know? let's be honest, how many of us will ever forget the line, sweaty toothed madman? Oh, right. Yeah, of yeah. course. That line has stuck with me. Oh, right. Ever since. I'm pretty sure they've made. They, Whenever they I'm looking for good adjectives, in, like, I'm like, I and other need movies. to. Oh, they have. Oh, and it's anytime like I'm writing and I need an adjective, I'm like, I can't use a regular adjective here. I need to be more interesting. Yeah. I'm like, don't forget Sweaty Tooth Madman. Don't forget Sweaty Tooth Madman. Yeah, man, that movie is. <laughs> it's so descriptive. It is. But yeah, I just think that whole movie it just kind of captures that spirit of you know. Like us follow, against them, us against them. Follow your dreams, no matter what the evil man. Mm-hmm. Don't let the man, the man hold you down. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and dude, people loved this movie when it came out. Oh, oh. man, do you remember? Good. You, you and I are the same age, so you have to remember this. Carpe diem stickers. Oh yeah, oh, and carpe awesome. diem everything yeah. on everything, everything, everywhere. I know yep. some people with carpe diem tattoos because of Deadpool. Yeah, we I got all, a tattooed all... on my butthole. Ooh, yeah. in yeah. the ring. Yeah, carpe right around diem, the ring. This ring, bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and believe it or not, he calls. He still calls it his one ring, even though it says carpe oh, diem. Oh, <laughs> dang! <laughs> one ring to rule them all. <laughs> yeah. That, guys, everybody will see it when Chris has his next anal bleaching party. Yes. <laughs> Am I Be here Friday at 7. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by the Flint Institute of Arts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> And this is how we lose our sponsor. Yes. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. <clears throat> yeah, so Cadillac, man. Oh, that bombed. That bombed. Yes. Yep. I don't really even remember this movie very well. It was a less funny version of used cars. Oh, yes. Now I do remember this. Yep. Used cars, man. That movie's brilliant and awesome. Fun. And yes. Kurt Russell, it is some great Kurt Russell in there. Yeah. Yeah. But then when, where's bad Kurt Russell? No, there's never been a bad Kurt Russell movie. That's another person. Soldier. Soldier was about. borderline bad. It was borderline bad, but it was like good bad. Yeah, good and, bad. And apparently, it was supposed to be the successor to uh, um, um, Harrison Ford Blade Runner. Oh yeah, initially it was there. It was yeah. going to be a sequel to Blade Runner. What? Yep. Yep. Did it you ever get? What was that? What was what was the um, the Ridley Scott movie after Blade Runner? 
that was like it with Michael Douglas in Japan. Oh, Black, oh, Black Rain. Rain. Black Rain, yeah. I still have We haven't seen that, but... Uh, oh. It's a cool Jesse flick. Oh my yeah, god, the gonna, car in that yeah. movie. It's a really cool the flick. The car in that yeah. movie. Oh, no, I think Jesse oh. actually did watch it, and I just haven't watched it yet. I don't, I don't know. You'll like it. It's I don't even know what day it is. And then right after that was... Uh, Awakenings. Oh. Uh, oh, That's another one I haven't seen, but I've been... It has been highly recommended. I mean, come he, on. You the put, cast in that is incredible. Yeah. Him playing Oliver Sacks. He had such a responsibility. Because at the time, Oliver Sacks was one of the most published psychoanalysts out there. And was loved, even though it turned out later the guy was a total asshole. Um, Aren't they all? They changed the name in the movie, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's basically playing Oliver Sacks in an Oliver Sacks book. Um, And... The responsibility he had to for, to play this guy who's still alive, who's still on set monitoring him, playing him, is just insane. Oh, right. And then you throw in his interactions with Robert De Niro. And it was one of those weird oh shit moments where you realize that Robin was the better actor. Ooh. Like, seriously, Robert was great in it. And Robin was... Was better. Yeah. Was just better. Well, I think here's the thing is, you know, De Niro, as don't anybody get me wrong, I don't want to be getting any negative feedback from you <laughs> f- fucking oh, fanboys out there. I, I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Yeah. I'll well, take it. Here, the thing with De Niro is De Niro's amazing as an actor, but mm-hmm. De Niro very does the very, you De know, uh, De Niro. He's always De Niro. Right. He doesn't ever change it up. He's always the one face, you know, hard character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one, he wasn't hard. And that was kind of the nice change was it was soft and it was sweet. And he just wanted his mom. <laughs> but the, I mean, and it wasn't that he had less lines than Robin or anything like that. It was just, you didn't buy it. Yeah. Because like Chris said, Robin, Nobody is better at playing a hard ass than Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. But playing tender and sweet is not his, his best his wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And this movie was Robin's wheelhouse. Yeah. Playing a guy who cares more about his patients than himself. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it was just spectacular movie. It turns out 90% of it's bullshit after it came out. But, yeah. They dramatize everything. Oh, no. Any story, yeah. No, his so. book was a lie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, the whole thing. Like, when I say it was bullshit, I mean from, like, the ground up. <laughs> so. That sucks. After this, the next kind of big one was Terry Gilliam's The Fisher, Fisher King. King. Yeah. His best, the movie that I would say is his best performance he ever gave. Ooh. I think it's the probably the best performance that he ever gave. And I also think as far as Terry Gilliam goes. It's probably his best It's probably too. his best film as far as a narrative goes. Mm-hmm. Like it actually isn't all tripped out the entire time. Yeah, yeah we do get some trippy visuals You in still get your Don Quixote t- tipping at windmills crap going yeah. on. But... <laughs> but as far as being a solid script, mm-hmm. this 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 is yeah. this is Terry Gilliam's masterpiece. Hmm. Um, it is That's Robin Williams' best acting performance. 
um, his interactions with Jeff Bridges is just, it is Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. I, I was getting concerned. The brother. <laughs> the, yeah. The good brother. Um, he. Wait, what's their father's name? Lloyd. Lloyd, that's it. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I always forget. The, he just pulled that performance out where he's, despite his manicness, but despite him being all over the map character-wise, there was this core to the character that was obvious through the entire performance. And it was heartbreaking and real, and you just wanted to help him. Mm. Through the entire movie. All yeah. you wanted to do was fix him. Yeah. And his performance was so good, all Jeff Bridges had to do for the entire movie was react. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was it. And all, as long as he reacted believably, he was doing good. <laughs> yeah. And he was great in it too. Mm -hmm. I mean, he gave a great performance, but Robin kind of stole the movie from anybody else who ever appeared on screen in it. Um, I can't remember the red-haired guy's name that was in it that was one of the friends. Um, he ended up dying not too long after. He died after he did Jurassic Park 3. Um, I can't remember right now. But, yeah, he he was excellent in it, too. But in general, that movie just had everything. Hmm. Well, I remember when this came out, and we saw it at the theater, and people were very excited for this movie, too, which was not normal for a Terry Gilliam no. feature. This no. was a pretty big deal for him to have these two A-list yeah, actors yeah. in it. So, yeah, but this is a great film. Oh, great, yeah. great film. And so and beautifully shot. I haven't oh, yeah. seen that in a oh. very long time. That's one of the I haven't seen it in a while, either. It's, I actually watched Fisher yes. King when I was younger. Like, I, I had a phase of where I was just trying to like get into the olderish movies or the movies because I was born in oh, eighty six, you know. So you mean the good movies? <laughs> yeah, but like since I was born in eighty six, I was like, well, you know, I didn't get a chance True. to. <laughs> I didn't grow up with that yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah. I grew up in the nineties, you know. Yeah. So I was like, well, there's you still like grew a whole... up with good movies. Oh, of course. I'm just saying, like, right, like, the... and you were too young to appreciate the really, exactly. really good ones. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of my very f the. The earliest movie I can recall is Jaws, I think. Jaws is one of the Ghostbusters. I went and saw that. In the, uh, the site. My mom took me to see, well, Ghostbusters Was that your second two. movie you ever saw in the theater when you were like six months old? Uh, yeah. My mom actually <laughs> took me to see Ghostbusters 2 when I was like three. Okay. Or four or something like that. God. Yeah. And, um, okay, you can stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. I'm only 32. But I saw Fisher King because it was um, a recommendation from my grandma. Okay. My grandma was like, if you're going to, you know, if you want to start getting into the movies that kind of make people, yep. you might want to watch this movie, this movie, this movie. She gave me Blade Runner. She, you know, she, told yeah. me, she was like, watch Fisher King. Wow. Yeah, grandma she, had good taste. Yeah, my grandma's got some great taste in movies. She's yeah. uh my grandma's top shelf. Your mom has pretty good taste, too. My mom's got pretty good taste as well. I haven't met your mom. Yeah. Mom's the shit. I met Hi, your mom. mom. I love you. I love you, Mom. Hi, Mom. I had dinner with my mommy today. That's funny. I had lunch with her today. Oh. Oh. What did she get? 
It was a nooner. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, anyways, it's been a very long time since I've She's, seen Fisher King. She has a good sense of humor. She'll laugh about that. Yeah. My, we're Irish. <clears throat> we're Scotch-Irish and like straight up. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican, but my mom's a sailor. You're we're sailors. Cr- we're Gallagher's. We're O'Shaughnessy. You're crazy mutt. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. I'm, a, pretty, I'm, I'm an Irish Mexican, so hey. So you know. You know that Irish side. Oh, yeah. We I'm like it. Lebanese, Polish, all over the place. Cracker. Go yeah. back. Get out of America. Cracker. Go home. Build a wall. We're, we're trying to get all you white folk out of here. I know. <laughs> so the next one up, um, you know, we're just kind of hitting the highlights again, is Hook in 91. Wow. We're only to 91. I know. Yeah. I know, insane. right? And yeah. He stopped making yeah. movies in 2000, what, like 14, I think? 15, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, his last movie came out two years after his death, so, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Hook. Oh, Hook is that's another one too, man. Hook is so sad, but he's so good in it. He's so charming. He Most just has of it's this. sad, but the message itself is the opposite. Oh, of course. But I'm just saying, like you know, as a kid watching Hook because it's Peter Pan, and you know, yeah. it's in another great adaptation of a of a cartoon. It's different, but it's you know, it's I thought it was awesome. It's it's one of, it's Spielberg's oh, probably Spielberg's second best family film. Oh yeah, probably. Second I mean, best. the cast in this too: Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, oh. Bob Hoskins, Maggie oh, Smith. God. I know, you right? Know, Glenn you, Close in the greatest cameo in film history. You got tons of people on this. You know which one she is, yep, right? Yep. The bearded pirate that gets yep. thrown over. Thrown over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Glenn Close in a beard. But it's funny. He's an adult Peter Pan. Yeah. And it kind it kind of suits. It, he yeah, he it really suits was him, an adult Peter Pan. It's it, a, that's a great movie. It is. That's another tearjerker too. It, it that still, movie. That movie gets me. It still resonates. Oh, it's for still sure. Amazing. And Dustin Hoffman is oh, Captain he's so, Hook. He's so good in that. Yeah. They're all, Bob hate, Hoskins is so amazing in that too. God. I hate Peter Pan. Well, and I Julia think Roberts, you know. I think even like as a bitch, the little Tinkerbell. She's cute I in the movie. I do not like Julia Roberts. Oh. Neither do I. That's okay, but she's good in this movie because she's this tiny Although, little thing you don't have to okay, look at her that secret, much. I just rewatched Pretty Woman for the first time in like 20 years yeah. last week. Um, I liked it. <laughs> you should like it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I was I was embarrassed to be in my own skin. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't though. like Richard Gere. I don't oh. like Julia Roberts, but it's Hector Elanzito totally makes that movie. It's a good. But movie. Richard Gere likes gerbils, so hey. And I'm not a gerbil, so I'm safe. You know what else is really I'm good that I'm actually embarrassed gerbils. to say that I like <laughs> is a uh, Mystic Pizza. I really liked that movie a lot, and I really liked Julia Roberts in it. I only liked her really in uh, Steel Magnolias, but anyways, I'm putting on my pants back. My pants back on now. <laughs> you know, I think Take a big thing. Seat, Travis. I think I think a big thing with with Robin Williams too that we're kind of noticing as we're going through these is like when he gets these other great actors with him, he really kind of would like rise to mm. the occasion yeah. and even and push harder. Yeah, I mean, and then Dustin Hoffman. Shit. Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams playing against each other. And it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Dustin re- went above what he normally does for Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Everybody rate went up to another level. And for I that think movie. that's probably because they knew Robin Williams was just so good. And they yeah. had, you know, they needed well, to. Well, I think he was easy to work off of. Oh, true. That too. 
You know, I mean, Here, I'm trying to put him up on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but well, that no, is putting but, him up on a pedestal. Yeah, that is. Is that totally. that he's one of those guys that his performance, what made him a great actor, was that he made everybody around him better. A great, yeah, a great actor. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. we're coming up to to a movie that oh, I don't think would have been anything without him. Mm. Which one? We'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. I think I know. We'll well, go get, ahead. We will get there. Aladdin? No. Oh, but Aladdin's <laughs> so good, too. Aladdin is... Yeah, because oh. he did Aladdin. some pretty fabulous voice work oh. also. Oh, yeah. And I loved watching the footage of him on set. Oh, and doing the voice, Doing yeah. the set, doing oh, the voice God. in the, in the studio. I love that stuff. Um, what's funny is I guess they have 84 more hours of footage of him playing Genie. Give me that movie. Be- or, or something ridiculous. Some yeah. ridiculous number. Yeah. And the family said you have to wait uh, 15 years before you can ever use it. And after his death. Um, so. It sounds like you're be alive. It does. I mean, it needs a little bit more moisture. Um, <laughs> needs some lotion. <laughs> there's the spit. All right. Now we're getting into business. Um, but yeah, no, they, I guess if Disney ever wants to use his voice for the. For new stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. have they have some material. That's they have a awesome. bunch of material. That's cool. Um, Aladdin's and that and and that read nobody expected that out of that movie. Oh right, like no. we all went in with another Disney film. Like this is gonna be fun. Yeah, this will be cute. And then just the opening scene <laughs> of oh look, it's a Dead Sea Tupperware. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still good. <laughs> Wait, you know? I have a story. Well, I have a story to tell. Yes. Um. Yeah, that was a magical, magical movie. Are we gonna touch on toys or no? Let's not. Okay. I hate that movie so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, that movie kind of no. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, nineteen ninety three. We uh, Jesse just bought this on Blu Ray, and it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's fun. Look, it's, it's a, a fun. Oh, movie. I love the movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all times. But that's another I can't go that far. I can't go that far. It, it was I was old enough when it came out that I was well past the target audience when it came out. Oh sure. And I was in that angry teenager years, oh, okay. so yeah. it really didn't resonate with me when it came out. So it's not one of those ones I look back at and go, oh, oh. look, it was a run by fruiting. <laughs> I, I hear that and it doesn't bring up the the the, the warm fuzzies. Oh. It well, was a great movie, though. It's funny. I, so you know, I, can, I can look past all that and still look at it for what it is. And- it, it's funny because Pierce Brosnan, I thought, was great in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is one of his better, I'm not going to be doing action. I'm just going to be kind of a dick. Yeah, movies. Yeah. Oh, you this mean the like Matador. A, a British person? Yeah, like a Brit. Um, hey, now that's uncalled for. <laughs> but the funny thing is about this movie, it I don't think it really holds up that well no. now. Oh man, and we just watched it. Every time I think about this movie, I'm like, come on. Yeah, he's got some prosthetics on. But you would know oh, that well, that's your ex-husband. Of I mean, course. you would know it's your dad. Yeah, I mean, this first whole... of all, he didn't wax his knuckles. If you watch the movie, he has hairy knuckles. You guys yeah. are being so picky right now. Well, you guys are no, taking no. this down it, it's just, to a level that's it's. We not... both said it's a good movie. 
but it, I don't think it holds up. It, it 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 came out at a time when the stigma around divorce was still terrible. Yeah, and, that's true. That's true. And it's not there anymore. Like divorce isn't. No. Like, like it's not a matter of oh my god, I'm the first kid on the block whose parents got divorced. Oh yeah, well yeah. Okay. You know, and that movie really kind of showed that aspect of of life for the kids. Um. It, as an adult, it's not as relatable anymore for me. Um, I remember watching it back then and laughing my butt off and thinking it was funny. But, yeah, no. Oh, we just watched it like a week ago. I still thought it was awesome. I haven't, mind you, no, I, again, I haven't it's seen a good it in like movie. 15 movie in 15 years. It's a good movie. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I'm just saying it's so divorced from reality. Yeah. No oh, pun well, of intended. Course. But of yeah. course. But here's or the thing is it? like if you take a movie like Toys, you know it's not really taking place in reality, but Mrs. Doubtfire is taking place in our reality. Mm-hmm. And for them to believe that this woman <laughs> sure, 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 is sure. actually a woman. Right. Like I'd be like, Dad, what are you doing? Those yeah. prosthetics. Take that dress Dude. off. Yeah. I mean, if Dad. that's what you're into, Dad, you're fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's cool. But, but you, know, you don't need to do the prosthetics to impress us, Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you would hear the voice, too. I'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's well, my that's, dad. You know, it's funny because when we were watching yeah. it, I was like, like, they don't fucking know that's his dad. Right. You know, right. like, like but, I mean, especially for the voice, you know. Yeah. Hello. But still, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> it's so overdone. We uh, Jesse said this, that this movie can't be remade. There's just, it's just one of those movies no. where it's like no, one place, no. one the one time and. And Rob Williams is the only person that could ever have made a movie like that work. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were, you know, before he passed away, they were talking about. There was do, a, a sequel talk. They were going to do a Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire too. With him in it? With him oh, in yeah. it. Okay, well, that's fine. Like, wait, wait. You can't fall for the shit twice. <laughs> well, yeah. No, like, my guess is that he teaches his kid how to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because now his just... son's going to be in drag with him in drag. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's where I think I would have gone with that. Could they make Mrs. Make Alfire, it a family like, affair. super, super old this time then? Yeah, probably. That would be awesome. Well, yeah, give her a cane. Oh, hello, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> Change <laughs> my, my diaper. Yeah. Well, as <laughs> the youngin here, I grew up with Mrs. Doubtfire, so it's one of my all-time favorites. It's not in Sorry, my top ten. Sorry, do I smell? But it's, it's one of my it's one of my favorite uh, movies geriatric, of all time. Geriatric. Oh, that yes. would have been. They could have done geriatric Mrs. Doubtfire. It would have been great. Like, and I appreciate it. I appreciate home. that it's one of your favorite movies. He has spreading to, spreading syphilis. He spreading has, syphilis in a in a rest home. He has to <laughs> infiltrate a nursing home. As a geriatric woman, that would be, that would have actually see. Been I would have watched that. That's because we're a bunch of sick bastards, and we totally would watch that. I would love to see that. Oh, that he, but be... his movies got darker too later. Oh, they, so oh, that's true. Oh, as he got darker, the movies got darker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of like other filler stuff. Being human. Being human was good. Was it? Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever saw that. It was good. Um, wasn't great. He had a side role in nine months. Uh, mm-hmm. He, had he a was a doctor role. in nine months. Yeah. Yep. He had a small role in Tawang Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah, yep. I love that movie. Which was why he did, I think, the movie that you're going to say next. Jumanji? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of The Birdcage. I am thinking Woo! The Birdcage. But Jumanji was 1995. Oh, oh Jumanji so, so good. Such a big movie for so many people. I know, right? Once again, that was that came out. Right at the wrong time for me. 
where I was like, <laughs> I wasn't, sucks. I wasn't seeing kids movies. I was stuck in an art house going, I'm pretentious. I would only <laughs> watch important movies. I love the crying game. It's the most important movie of all time. And this movie has so many layers. <laughs> <laughs> and mind my you, that's coffee? back when you could, that's back when you could smoke in a movie theater. So it it really was me yeah. sitting there with a coffee and a cigarette in a movie in an art house theater, going, "This is so important." <laughs> well, at least you can this. at least you can look back and say that it was like that. Yeah, because most fun. people would be like, "I wasn't like that." Oh, I was. I was a pretentious prick. Yeah, and then I joined the navy. It's amazing how that changes. Yeah, well, that, that'll do it to you. Your movies don't matter, son. I still, I watched, Shave your head. I get, uh, um, exactly. Goodness, excuse me. I no. get, um, I get like cravings to watch Jumanji. Every, oh, weird. Every great once in a not great while, but like often, like every few months, I'm like, man, I need to watch Jumanji. Like I, I, I just I'm love just that movie. The right age where I like the new one more than the original. Oh man. The new one's really good, though, too. Yeah, and I'm kind of with you reasons. on that, too. Plus, the CGI work in the original Jumanji was terrible. Yeah. Of course, it was a sign of the times. Yeah. It wasn't a sign of the times. It was just a lack of ability. <laughs> yeah. And I'm well, not saying that. I'm, that's not 95. bashing anybody. Yeah. I'm just saying that the technology wasn't there. Yeah, yeah it was not ready yet. Yeah, that's like, like I just rewatched the Dungeons & Dragons movie that came out in 2000. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I love how bad that movie is. It's fucking terrible. It is. And all I watch, the entire time I'm watching it, all I'm going is, you know, this wouldn't be half as bad if they used practical effects. Yeah. If they had used practical effects, it would have been a good movie. Well, and it's like, why, when they know the CGI doesn't look that good, were they using it? Yeah, I mean, it's a feature movie that's supposed to go out to theaters, and it looks like a bad made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Are you talking about Jumanji or Dungeons? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Jumanji had the same effect for me, where everything just looked off. there wasn't too much CGI in the movie. They used a lot of practical effects They did use a lot of practical effects. Like, more than the CGI. Only the CGI was for, like, things that were actually moving fast. You know, like the animals. (laughs) Only for every animal in the movie. (laughs) No, because, um, what's his name? The, God, what is the boy's name? Don't know. Damn it. The boy's name is... Peter. Okay, so Peter, he was a monkey. And Peter, his was name the, was Peter. He was named was a, after a penis. His name was Peter. <laughs> there was the crocodile. <laughs> they used real water. They used the real lion. You know? I mean, when it came out, it wasn't the... The first thing you saw was a CGI one because it was, you know... But everything else, like the... Uh, the what was it? Just the, the animals, the stampede, the safari, the stampede... Mm-hmm. And like the vines, that was what was the CGI, and then like yeah. when they got sucked into the game, but okay. everything else was practical. Here's where I'm going to get hate mail from our listeners, and I'm, I guarantee it because I'm asking for it. <laughs> I am going to go out on a bigger limb and say Zathura was a better movie. Oh, dude, than Jumanji. I would agree with you there. Oh, Zathura was so good, so good. I it's need the an, same. I need the seat filled. <laughs> because that's two against one. That's not fair. So I mean, Zathura was pretty, pretty fucking cool, though. I will say it. It was pretty very cool. similar concept. It's it's supposed to be a sequel. Yeah, was it? Jumanji, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just I better just, director, but better I think um, everything. I, don't know, I just love Robin Williams. So <laughs> you know, there was just there's yeah. just that the Robin Williams part. But I think yeah. Zathura was like 
at where you were with Jumanji. Like it was just a little. You were just past, at the wrong age the, when yeah. it came out. I think, that, but looking but back it's a John, at it, it's, it's a John Favreau movie. Yeah, it yeah. has that John Favreau. Oh, of course. Feel to it, and it's fun. Um, okay, next is what? The Birdcage. Yes. Yes. I love this movie so much. I I watch this movie far too frequently to call myself an actual heterosexual male. <laughs> <laughs> um, I own. I love this movie so much that I own a VHS copy, and nice. I owe two own two DVD copies of it. I have it on blue. Oh, Are you sure I, you're not a homosexual male? I don't care. She might be. I might. She, I, might be. If she does I am, love the dick. I, I, I mean, oh. <laughs> he's not wrong. So, but I, I seriously, I love this movie so much. I. Cannot come on, Gloria. I love this movie so much. I it's it's seriously that's in my top ten. I, I yeah. Birdcage is is an ultimate the, movie. The entire storyline is amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, it is a little unbelievable. <laughs> I, Gene Hackman in this movie is. Where's my candy? Legendary. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Diane Weist. Oh, she's so good in it. Is so good in it. God, then, she, where's she at lately? Oh, man. I hope old. she's not Shelly Duvall in it. No, she's not Shelly Duvall. I think, no, she's, doing, actually, I think she's doing Broadway. I think she's, no, she's in a show right now with uh, Another Life on Netflix with Katie Sackhoff. And oh, okay, a bunch okay. Of she's in, she's in, that, in that show. Oh, okay. Cool. The only cool. reason why I know that is because I Katie Sackhoff, I follow her on Instagram, and she does... A lot of pictures with her castmates, and um, she's in it. That Birdcage, Nathan Lane, <gasps> was such a revelation when that movie came out that most of us didn't really, we might have seen him as background characters or straight characters before. we never seen him go all out funny. Yeah, he was hilarious. Oh, he's so good. He's oh. so good in that movie. And Hank Azaria. Oh, come on, Gloria. Oh. <laughs> Oh, don't get me. That going. whole seriously, that that whole of uh, Robin Williams, Hank Azaria, and uh, uh, Nathan Lane. Well, Al, who uh, played the daughter? Uh, Al McBeal. <laughs> yeah, Al McBeal. Calista Flockhart. Calista Flockhart. There, and then uh, the guy, the guy who plays the, the son, son, yeah, actually won the Academy Award for Best Screenplay for uh, Capote. Really? He wrote Capote. I did wow. not know that. Yeah. I did not realize yeah. that was him. He was the little brother on Judging Amy. I don't even remember that show. I don't remember that show. This is why they have me on the podcast, folks. (laughs) I am a vault of of useless knowledge. So, are we touching on Jack? I don't see a point. Uh, It's such a filler movie. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. So, moving on. Jack was before. Okay. Jack was after. Jack was right after the birdcage. Same year, 96. Really? Wow. Yep. Um, He did Hamlet. Um, oh, he was so Friends. funny in Hamlet. That's the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet, right? Mm-hmm. Where him and Billy Crystal play the um, the guards at the tower. Yeah. Oh, like they were secretly great in that movie. <laughs> like if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's one of the best Hamlet adaptations. We're ever. not going to talk about Flubber at all. No. <laughs> the I next refuse. one. I refuse. That really, I we that should movie. touch on is Goodwill Hunting. Oh, oh man, that's absolutely. so great. Which was 1997. Yep. God yeah, damn. This movie was huge. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of the last movies I saw in the theater before I, I enlisted. Yeah. Yeah. 21 years old right now, this wow. movie. Yeah. yeah, that's, that, that's crazy. That, yeah. He, he kind of uh, 
he kind of repraises his role from Dead Poets Society in a this little, one, you know, a, a little, little bit, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that same kind of vibe. And I mean, it's really, it was breakout for so many different actors. Yeah, for all of them. I mean, everybody except for Robin, and right, Robin just yeah, made yeah. everybody else better in every scene. They, uh, I remember hearing something that they weren't that Ben and Matt refused to do the movie if if Robin Williams wasn't going to play oh, I'm the, sure. the professor. Or I'm the, sure they the, wrote it for him. Therapist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they they were like, we. I can't remember where I read that or I saw an interview with Matt and, and Ben and they were like, they were like, we... It's, There's no it, point in making it without yeah, Robin Yeah, if, if he's not in this movie, we can't yeah. make this movie. I mean, who, I mean, think about it. In Hollywood in 1997, who are you going to get to play the sympathetic, slightly crazy slightly angry mm-hmm. depressed psychology teacher right tell it as it is well, who else could right. you possibly get uh-huh. john lithgow <laughs> that wouldn't work that wouldn't work he's too, <laughs> he's too light and airy for that yeah 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 i mean i can't i'm not doubting him but yes i i, love, I, I, love I had john to lithgow. drop name drop john lithgow this yes. movie just i mean like you said it was a breakout for so many people this was like the biggest thing that year yeah, oh, yeah, it was. And and to this day, nobody can say, how do you like them at I was about to say the same thing. Without saying yeah. it with a townie accent. Right. Yeah. Like everybody who says it. I got how a do number. You li- I got a number. Mm-hmm. How do you like those apples? <laughs> you know, it, it, it can't be done. It cannot be done. When did that movie come out? 97. I was seven years old. You keep rubbing this age thing in our noses. <laughs> I'm just no because yeah, but see, we're like fine wine. We get better with age. We do. The thing about and this is why we have stupid knowledge. Yes, the exactly. The reason why I mentioned that is because I watched these movies when mm-hmm. I was like that age. Mm-hmm. What the hell? The kind of business nothing, did I have? There's nothing inappropriate, I don't think, in Goodwill Hunting. For no. Yourself. The joke I mean, the driver of... says about her husband spitting out her. Or her, the wife and the husband's common. The 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 drooling the drooling scene. That give me a kiss. <laughs> give me a kiss. Yeah. yeah, and there's like the fight and everything in it, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it it is what it is. It's also yeah. a sign of the times too, because I turned out all right, and all I watched up. I watched all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit, you know. So, like, I know people who won't let. I know some parents who won't let their kids watch the simplest movies because there's something in it that yeah. they, you know, and it's just like it's that sheltering thing. Yeah, and I watch. Chris's I mean, parents, Chris's and my parents were like, "Oh, you want to see Friday the Thirteenth? What are you seven now? Yeah, go no, see it." My, no, my parent, my mom was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Oh, my mom was like, uh, "I don't know what that is. Go see it. Have yeah. fun." My grandma was like, oh, it's only rated R. You can go see yeah, it. Yeah, the first R-rated movie I ever saw was The Thing when it premiered on HBO. Okay. And 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 who was home at the time? My brother. There but you go. My mom let me watch that. Oh. But yeah, but it was hard to get her to let me watch oh, yeah. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Goodwill Hunting is another classic. Now, we do need to discuss what dreams may come. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <sighs> This is why Scott was like, I can't do this show. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I can't. I don't have this attachment to that movie at all. No. The way that people describe Requiem for a Dream is what what dreams make. That's funny because Re- Requiem for a Dream has zero effect on me either. It has zero effect on me too. High Neither five, one of man. these two. Neither one of these. Two. High five. This movie, I couldn't stand Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. I thought he was boring and and unappealing. 
I thought Robin Williams was overacting and Ooh, that's pretty terrible. At it. I think the story is definitely a little melodramatic, and it does try to play a little bit to like the religious undertones of heaven and hell mm-hmm. and all that shit, which I'm not really into. I think what gets to people about this movie is that he loves her so much mm-hmm. and he's basically willing to go to any cost, any length to be with her again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where that emotional connectivity to this movie comes in. It's sweet. It's Have sweet. It is a sweet movie, but it, it, it's just Oof. not my I thing. I think the movie is absolutely stunning, though. I love the, the way it visuals, looks. Yeah, the visuals. The movie is incredible the, looking. The oh, yeah. visuals in this movie. And the music is fantastic, too. Yeah, the score yeah. is awesome. But yeah, I think at this point, Cuba Gooding Jr. was a little like overdone. Right, because oh, right. this was right around Jerry Maguire time, this too. This is after Jerry Maguire. Jerry yeah. Maguire is 95, 96, I think. Something like that. The fact that. that you know that off the top of your head scares me a little. I love that movie, too, though. That's another tearjerker that um, that gets me. But it's because it's a it's a love story, you know? Um, what can I say? I'm a sap. <laughs> you are a sap. I am a sap. So, What Dreams May Come. Mm. I love this movie. You guys don't. No, I love it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm the only I, one who doesn't. But I, I, I don't disagree about Robin Williams overacting. I just think maybe it was too easy. I, it just, I didn't buy it. Mm. Like none of it. Like the visuals were pretty, but they didn't sell the story. His acting was over the top, and it didn't sell the story. Gooby Gooding Jr.'s acting was mediocre and who's really the, didn't sell the story. Who's the wife? That's that French woman, isn't it? From Antichrist? Uh, I think so. Right? No, it was Annabella Sciorra. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I'm, what is this? Uh, I'm thinking, maybe I must be thinking of something else. But Yeah. But no, it was not her from Antichrist. <laughs> okay. Although She's I do, now that I think about it, I did. I, I had just broken up with my fiance like three weeks before that movie came out. And you're like, God damn, I wish so I, I, I fucking hated relationships at that <laughs> right, point. Right, right, yeah. So I'm so watching like, this movie going, like, nope. Fuck it, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's, you know, bye, just like, <laughs> I think there's, you know, this beautiful story of, you know, everlasting love to this movie. And I think that's what a lot of people really connect with, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, the visuals. The visuals uh, are pretty this, amazing. This, sound, this is going to sound kind of kind of dumb but there's a movie with uh hillary swank and um what's his name gerard butler is that his name the 300 guy yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. gerard butler right yeah captain abs yes okay it's called p.s <laughs> i love you have you ever seen it i've heard of it i've okay, never seen it i'm not admitting or denying anything <laughs> okay well <laughs> without any spoilers it's just it's a really heart-wrenching love story and it has to deal with death and things like that. Yeah. And I think that is a better version of What Dreams May Come. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I love What Dreams May Come. You should shut your dirty whore mouth. But Because there's no way. The Gerard a, Butler chick a, flick is I'm better than you, this. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you right now. That's what I said, too. Okay. And then I was forced to watch it with my I'll friend. I'll have to download it. It's actually, I mean, it's it's a... I liked it more than uh, What Dreams May Come To. It sounds a, like a good one to steal. It's a pretty corny fucking movie, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 <sighs> yeah. underrated. Yeah? 
It's yeah. unappreciated. Yes, it is an underappreciated. It movie. is an underappreciated, and there's a twist in it that yep. that you that will. That's yep. the nail in the coffin that makes it better. I like it better than the note card or than the, the notebook. The notebook. The note card. And the postcard. Note card. Note card might have been a better movie. Okay. Oh, I'm dying. So we've notebook. only got about ten minutes left here. Okay. So I don't really think we need to touch on Patch Adams, do we? No. Oh, damn. Because that's, that's another great. one of those sugary sweet kind of. That's a good movie. Easy. Though. It is a good movie. I, I no. I can't. Hold agree. on. I can't uh, agree. I had bicentennial man. That was, yeah, a really, you know, sci-fi, emotional drama, blah, 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 blah. Flush. He did have a part in AI doing a voice, a uh, voiceover yeah. for yeah. Dr. No. Um, Just so everybody knows, that is Trevor's number one movie as the worst movie ever made with a big budget. Oh. AI? Yep. Really? Despise okay. that movie. I love that movie. One Hour Photo. Dude, this we movie have is to, so awesome. This movie is kind of when he flipped the script. Wait, we went, we skipped over one major one. Pretty sure we did. Death to Smoochie. Was that after That's one hour after photo? This. Damn it. With one hour photo, this is when Robin Williams kind of said, you know what? I want to be different. I mm-hmm. It's time for me to switch out of the sugary sweet stuff yeah. and go like super dark. Mm-hmm. And I remember people were like, what? Yeah, That's yeah. That's Robin Williams? Yep. Holy shit. What's happening I here? I remember seeing it at a small theater and I could tell everybody there was in couples. Oh. And I'm there with my uh-huh. girlfriend, but she and I both knew what we were going to. Right. And it was all these unsuspecting happy couples going <laughs> to see this movie. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I barely watched the movie. I, I have to admit, I barely watched the movie because I spent most of my time watching the reactions <laughs> between people of all the people around me. And it was a whole bunch of shocked looks and visibly shaken and upset looks where they were like, what do you mean Robin Williams isn't the good guy? Yeah. Hashtag not my Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, dude. He just went. Oh, God, yeah. If that would have, movie would have been made now, it would have been full-on Star Wars, not my Star Wars Yeah, going you on think with that. so? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, he, he, he switched it up so hard so fast. Yeah, yeah. And unsuspectingly. Yeah. And what was the other horror? Uh, uh, insomnia. Insomnia. Dude, Insomnia is another myth. That is an unappreciated film. Both of man. those movies are brilliant. Yeah, they're and great. And he is. He's I would super say that those <laughs> are up there easily with Good Morning Vietnam and uh, Fisher King. Well, it was just kind of cool where I think he got to this point with these movies, even Death to Smoochie. Yeah, for sure. You know, Death to Smoochie is a dark comedy mm-hmm. also. I think he just got to that point where it was like, okay, I have all the money in the world right <laughs> I now. Can do whatever I, I have want. all the respect in the world. Why don't I just do, do what, what I, I want? Do. Yeah, do exactly what I want to do. Unfortunately, that made that's a smoochie happen, which I can't stand. I just I've never realized, sat through this movie. Uh, I've, never, I've never finished it. it. Who? Death to smoochie. Who directed it? Danny DeVito. Oh, that yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, but he's. <laughs> But he did a... Uh, Danny DeVito, hell of an actor, but not a very good director. What? Matilda's fantastic. Mm. Not I'm for my good. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm walking home. All right, bye. But Better Insomnia, Insomnia, oh. he did a little bit more of this creepy 
shit that yeah. he was doing with one hour photo. Very quiet character. Yeah. Not a lot to do. But the intensity. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, I so would not want to. Yeah, I would not want to be look in his Zelda. eyes through both of those movies is actually scary. Like. It reminds me of seeing Dahmer on the news. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, where he has this quiet fury just just there waiting. And it was just shocking. Yeah. It was shocking, especially with one hour photo. Because I didn't expect him to go that dark with it. I thought he was playing a killer, but I thought he'd still be a little Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and no. it was not at and all. And you got no Robin Williams. I was, there was a, a really nice <sighs> breath of fresh air, though. I thought it was um, a smart move on his part. It was. It was, I thought it was very smart because he did, he executed it phenomenally. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, he, <laughs> okay, you can yeah, do it all. You can do it all. Yeah, I was like, God damn, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, too, these movies are kind of telling of where he was heading with his yeah. life at the same time. Yeah, that too. You know? That he was in a bit of a dark place? Yeah. 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 So, oh, moving on from those, he did Happy Feet, Man of the Year, um, a lot of just smaller the, stuff. He did a smaller movie towards the end of his life. I can't remember the name of it. It was like Father of the Year. Yeah. World's Greatest World's Dad. Greatest World's Dad. Greatest Dad. Yeah. Where he's a writer and he turns his son's suicide into this thing and, oh. Well, whatever. Okay. It, it was it's out an old almost movie. 10 years ago. Yeah. It was 2009. Yeah, I, I actually haven't seen it. Uh, but it's, oh. yeah. Oh, my God. It is. It's heavy. Yeah, it's it is. Really, that really one. heavy. And that's one where he was kind of a shitty dad, right? Yeah, he was. He was a shitty dad. Yeah. And his son kills himself. And then he has to deal with being a shitty dad whose kid killed himself. Killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he but when his son, his, he, his son <laughs> kills himself, it's autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the twist. So the son is, you know, dies that way, and then it's the dad dealing, you With know, he, all of that. He deals out a fake suicide note. I think mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really kind of. I haven't seen it, it but dark. I, but I know. Yeah, it. yeah. But it was really good. Yeah, that's it what, is that's really what everybody good. says. I was really surprised by that one. And then, I mean, realistically, after that, I mean, I think that was kind of like his final, like, decent role. Right, because then is, he did RV and... He did, like, RV, and then he did... Um, he was on a TV show called The Crazy Ones that lasted one season. It was okay. He was too yeah. big for the show. He was what? Too big for the show. It was yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, I think. Oh, okay, okay. She played his daughter, and they ran an advertising agency. And he, he was so huge in it. Like, you know how he could fill the room yeah. presence-wise? Yeah, wise, yeah. That whenever he wasn't on screen, the show suffered. <laughs> oh, no. But that happens. That of happens course. when you've got yeah. people like that. Yeah. yeah, of course. And so you watch it, and anything, any part he was in was great. And I'm sure the rest of it was good. Yeah, it's just but wrong, wrong choice. Good, good luck. Yeah, making sure that the screen is as exciting. Well, yeah, without him as right. it is with him. Right. Of course. You hit that peak, and then when he's off screen, it's like, boom. Yeah. 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 Right back down into a valley. And, and so, yeah, it was a huge mistake casting him on a TV show. Oops. Huge mistake. I wonder why he did that, though. 
he you just know? wanted to. He thought yeah. it, he thought it sounded fun to go back to TV. He should have done a new Mork. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> I'm the last he didn't thing the world needs is movie. old Mork. Old Mork. They, well, you know my, I mean? my fear is is that they're gonna get Jim Carrey to freaking do it. What? No, they no, won't. I don't think Jim Carrey. Jim would. Carrey wouldn't do it. No, he no. would not do it. But that's my fear. You know what I mean? Like, Jim Carrey would be pissed. that they could go to Jack Black and be like, "You want to play Mork?" I don't know, man. I don't think anybody. <laughs> we'll honestly, I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think anybody would actually do it. All the blow in the world, uh, if you come back Mork. and play Mork. Like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll sell it. it. <laughs> I'll sell all that coke and give me give and me make, that costume. Make even more money. Yeah, that's right. Double the money. Do I get Pam Dauber? I don't want Pam Dauber anymore. <laughs> My sister Sam was the end of uh, was the end of of me having a crush on Pam Pam Dauber. She's been gone. I don't think she's done anything. I've seen her pop up every once in a while. Yeah, but she's never been Pam like as big. Ever since the the whole stalker killer thing with the other girl on that show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, we're done paying tribute to Robin Williams. We love we're you, Robin. We're never done paying tribute yeah. to Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, seriously. Well, like, on our um, show, we're done. Yeah, like this This is, Still like we said him. in the beginning, this is what makes yeah. him great and yep. why he's important. It's funny. And whenever he will I, forever be important. Yeah, so. whenever his an- the anniversary of his death comes along, I still spend half the day crying. Oh, well, I mean, it's it was very upsetting. And then I, then I start to, then I put on birdcage and I feel better. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy how that works with like these actors we grew up with, you know, yeah. their legacy. Mm-hmm. It's just like huge. And we don't get actors like this anymore. Yeah. Not we really, really don't. No. Well, we don't know. Yeah. That's we don't true. know now, but I mean, 20 years from now, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. could have the same impact on a lot of people that. Yeah, maybe. That, that yeah, Mark, oh yeah that, especially being you know. Iron Man and yeah. Yeah. For sure. Although that's another person that we could. That's a, we could do a show. We could do a show on Robert Downey because In Dreams is fucking awesome, and I love that movie. Kiss, that's, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, of course. Oh, come on. But you know. All right. Sorry. All right. That's Whatever. One. Goodbye, everyone. Good Goodbye. Night. See you next week. <laughs> I won't be here. <laughs> Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com. And find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.